Back in 2018, there were two news stories, each about a different baby uh, in, and each of the babies in Great Britain. The first one was about a royal baby. Prince William and Kate were about to have their third baby. It was gonna be a baby, baby boy, and Kate gave birth to a healthy baby boy, uh, Louis Arthur Charles, but you don't have to call him Louis Arthur Charles. They said, you can call him His Royal Highness Prince Louis of Cambridge, if you ever happen to meet him while you're out and about. So that was the first story. The second news story was about another baby, not a, not a royal baby, not born to the royal family, a baby named Alfie Evans. And Alfie was a little bit older. Alfie was born in 2016. But shortly after Alfie was born, um, Alfie's mom noticed that something wasn't quite right. The eyes didn't seem to be tracking in the way that, um, that you would expect. And, uh, and Alfie would, be, would sleep for long periods of time, like, uh, like unusual for a newborn. Um, and then Alfie started having seizures and things, uh, things kept going and progressing in a very bad way very, very quickly until, um, until Alfie became comatose and had to be put on a breathing machine just to, just to, keep, just to keep Alfie alive. And, uh, and that's, the doctors in Great Britain worked on Alfie for, for over a year, trying to do everything that they could to figure, out what was, to figure out what was going on with Alfie. But finally, the doctors came to the conclusion, there is nothing more that we can do for Alfie. And they said to the parents, uh, we think it's time to take Alfie off the breathing machine and just, and just, let, Alfie, and just let Alfie die. But the parents, the parents didn't want to do that. They wanted to continue to look for other options. And so they started going to other countries and they ended up finding a doctor in Italy who was willing to work with them with some different types of treatment to try to keep Alfie alive. But by then, the, uh, the medical community in Great Britain had taken the family to court and um, to try to get them to force, to force the family to take the breathing machine, um, to take the breathing machine off of, off of Alfie. And because the courts in Great Britain typically give more weight to the medical community than they do to the wishes of parents, the, um, eventually the court ordered that Alfie's breathing machine should be removed, and that's what happened. And, and Alfie ended up dying because of that, but not because the parents wanted that to happen. And um, just, a very, just a very, very sad story. And as I heard both those two stories together, it made me wonder, and maybe it makes you wonder too, if the courts of Great Britain would have made the same decision if it wasn't Alfie Evans on the breathing machine, but it was His Royal Highness Prince Louis of Cambridge instead, would they still have told the parents, well, you have to remove this breathing machine because it's not, it's not worth it anymore for the child? It, uh, it kind of leads to the question of what, what does a person's life need to look like or what needs to be happening in that life or what is the determining factor for determining that this person's life is valuable enough that it is worth everybody's greatest love and greatest time and greatest attention because people obviously know how to make that decision. They make those decisions in a, in a number of um, in a number of different ways. And I want you to think about how you would answer that question by thinking about firstly your own life, and think about the last time that you maybe felt like Alfie's parents did, kind of kind of helpless, and broken, and at a loss for for what they should be doing, confused, betrayed, uh, any any number of things. Think about the last time you went through any type of suffering. Think about any suffering that you see in the world today. Yeah, extreme poverty, extreme sickness, extreme pain, uh, sometimes happening in very massive scales in certain, in certain places. And I want you to think about what you would say, not to the medical community, but to God, to try to convince God that either you or whoever you identify as somebody in the world who is going through the most pain, who is going through the most suffering, that they are worthy of his greatest time and his greatest attention. 
I have some good news for you. You don't actually have to spend any time trying to convince God that, um, that you or anybody else is worthy of all the greatest gifts that he can give. Because I want you to realize how God already looks at you. This is from the book of 1 Peter where it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, your royalty, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This week, as we consider the topic of suffering, we will look at the particular ways that God is merciful to us and the particular comforts that we find when we look at Jesus, the one through whom God is especially merciful to us all. Hey, it's Pastor Mike. A really small step that could be a really big blessing to our ministry and to the kingdom of God is you taking just a second to rate and review this podcast. You probably know how algorithms work. More people get to hear about this podcast and most importantly, hear about Jesus when you do. So thanks for helping us out and may God bless you today.